Philippians 1.27 says, Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. Today, Paul would like to tell you how wrong you are about politics. Well, and some other stuff too. Point is, you're all wrong. This is day four. Welcome to the Journey Through Philippians podcast, where every day we set aside space in our lives to experience God's Word. Together, we'll discuss the context and meaning of each passage and how the book of Philippians can help us understand more about who God is and the story He's writing for each of us every day. Welcome back to day four of the Journey Through Philippians podcast. Glad to be here. I'm here with Brendan and Melissa. Hi. Again. Yes. Here's my question. Where are you from? Like more than like where you were born, where do you feel like you're from? That's good. Like I moved around a lot as a kid. Uh, okay. Yeah. So like I have a lot of different places I've So lived. this is really a question for you because I <laughs> always lived in the same... And Melissa did too, really, I did too. Right? I'm right. from the, Spoiler. I'm from the uh, South. Okay. <laughs> Brandon, you're from a farm, right? I'm from a farm. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. More specifically, where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. Wait, wow. really? Yeah. You didn't know that? No. OG over Bro- here. Brooklyn, Iowa. Wait. Oh. 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 <laughs> Spoiler. Is it spelled the same way? The, they it spell is. It's weird out there. We we have the Brooklyn Bridge. Actually sold the Brooklyn <laughs> oh Bridge. Oh my gosh. Sold the Brooklyn. <laughs> oh man. Got $10,000 for the town. What? Uh, that's a true story, actually. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm not even joking. We sold that on eBay. <laughs> what? No. Are eBay? Are you kidding me? I'm not. They built a new bridge, but they sold the old one. They called it the Brooklyn Bridge, sold it on eBay. It was. Oh my goodness. This. Only in Iowa did it come into this. Only in- <laughs> Brooklyn, Iowa. Uh, I mean, how does that shape you? Like you grew up like on a farm, yeah. right? Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm trying to think how it shaped me. Or just like describe where you're from. So you want a visual depiction of where I'm from? Yeah. Where are you from? I heard there were gentle hills. There are gentle hills. Yeah, I think we talked about is. that the other day. <laughs> yeah. There are round hay bales. I grew up on a dairy farm, so life for me a lot was you know waking up early and yeah. doing chores, milking the cows, going to school. If I was playing sports, I would you know do that. But I'm if imagining I wasn't, like a one room schoolhouse. A one room <laughs> school. <laughs> you're thinking we had we had a good school. It was, it was a consolidated school. You played so. football. I did, and but I gave it up later on because I was tired of getting headaches and I wanted to be healthy for basketball. Man, I should oh. give up I was hanging a, out with you. Like <laughs> That's concussions? What like what, what were the headaches always, from? I, just, I don't know. I've always, I get headaches. I always had them all my life and I was a running back. I just hated being tackled. Yeah. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> I don't know who well. is. I should have just been better. <laughs> that does not bode well for a running no, back exactly. in high school. No, but it was like I switched across country. And I want, I mean, basketball was my love, but I think I would have been better off if I just stuck to like wrestling and football and so like small town farm sports yeah i mean anybody That's who me. listened to last season of the podcast knows that brendan's from iowa because i love that you're from iowa God's country. Oh, that's wow. Right. Mm. Okay, that's a bold statement. What that's about bold. you, Melissa? Where are you from? Well, I was born and raised in Hendersonville, Tennessee, which is just like 20 miles north of Nashville. Oh. So I kind of just have been a Southern girl my whole life. I was going to say, you don't sound super Southern, but you can definitely hear it. Okay. It's like country light. Just a little bit. Yeah. I'm definitely going to say y'all a lot in this podcast. That's fine. I think we're all going to start adopting it. I've thought about this, like when I preach and yeah. things like that, like, I like to use y'all because it's just faster. It's easy. I don't know why we don't use right? it. When it's, it's like gender quicker. neutral, it's yeah. like a con- great contraction. I mean, do I really want to say you all? You all, you I mean, guys. I could say you, but. When it almost sounds rude if you say you all. Yeah. Like, right. am I in trouble? <laughs> right. Or you guys. But y'all, I'm 
like, oh, we're in for a good time. Exactly. This is good. Yeah, we're just bringing everybody in. Hey, y'all, come on over. But, I mean, I grew up in a smaller town, but just being outside of Nashville, like, we had country music, we had good food, so that was kind of... In the glow of the Nashville sound. Yeah, exactly. And I think with that, it was even more of, like, this, I grew up Southern Baptist, so it was just kind of, like, Mm. church was more of, like, a way of life than it was just, like, Sunday mornings, you Mm. know? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've told you where we're from. Where are you from, Tyler? Well, I moved around a lot, like I said. Originally, I was born in Oregon, and I was born in Salem and pretty much have gone back like every year for my whole life because that's where we have family still. Mm. Awesome. So I've moved around a lot and like been shaped by different places. But when it has like a nice drizzly rainy day mm. here in Chicago, mm-hmm. I'm always like, oh, this is the life. Takes you straight back <laughs> let's to get out Salem. In nature. Yeah, let's go for a hike. I want to go out in this. That's like... Because you're used to that. Yeah. I just feel like that's where I'm really from. Every time I visit, I'm like, this is home. This yeah. is where I belong oh, kind of thing. Good. So. Well, today we're talking about citizenship and where we find our kind of our heritage, but also where we belong. And to take us through that, Brendan, why don't you go through the commentary to start out? Day four, living in the world as citizens of heaven. In Philippians 1.27, Paul shifts from describing his own circumstances to sharing some instructions with his Philippian friends. The first instruction he shares is perhaps his most important. He writes, Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. The significance of this instruction is indicated by the phrase, whatever happens, which can also be translated as only, just one thing, or above all else. The idea behind this phrase is that this was a lesson they shouldn't miss. But even without this opening phrase, Paul's Philippian readers could hardly miss the significance of this instruction. It would have quite literally hit close to home. A little background on Philippi is helpful here. Philippi was one of just a few cities in the region of Macedonia that enjoyed the status of being a Roman colony. As residents of a Roman colony, the Philippians were considered citizens of Rome. This was a point of pride for the Philippians, and it gave them a number of privileges. However, it also meant they had to fulfill certain social obligations if they were to be good Roman citizens. If they failed to participate in activities like Roman emperor worship, they could suffer the consequences. Paul's opening instruction in this letter would have been particularly striking for his Philippian readers because it directly confronted their identity as Roman citizens. The Greek word translated as conduct yourselves in Philippians 1.27 is a political term that is rarely used in scripture. This word literally means live as a citizen. Paul chose to use this term because he wanted to make it clear to the Philippians that although they may be citizens of Rome, they were citizens of heaven first. As citizens of heaven, they would enjoy privileges infinitely better than what Rome could ever offer. This would have been a source of encouragement when they suffered the consequences of refraining from pagan Roman customs like emperor worship. But it also required that they live as citizens of heaven, or as Paul put it, in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Paul's challenge also stands for us today. We all pledge allegiance to something. In fact, most of us pledge allegiance to many things. Country, work, a sports team, a political party, or family. It's not wrong to value these things. It can, however, be problematic when our loyalties lead us to work, act, or speak in ways which do not reflect the gospel of Christ. Paul's message is that our loyalty to Jesus must always come first, and our manner of living should reflect this. We may live as citizens in the world, but above all else, we are citizens of heaven. For day four, we're reading Philippians chapter 1, verses 27 through 30. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. 
Then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him, since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. Melissa, do you want to take us through our day four discussion questions and maybe give us a little space so we can reflect on these? First question. In this passage, what does Paul say it might look like to live in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ? Do Paul's descriptions characterize you and your faith? How so? Second question. According to verse 28, when we fearlessly live in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, our lives become a sign for others about the truth of what we believe. Why do you think this is the case? How could your actions better show the authenticity of your faith? So in the like opener, I kind of tease that everything that we're doing is wrong. And that might be a little overly dramatic. <laughs> we do a lot of things wrong. But. but your commentary does say that, you know, we value things because of our citizenship of where it lies. We can value things over the kingdom of God, the yep. kingdom of heaven. But let's take it back a step because the Roman colony of Philippi, what were they known for? Why did they exist? And what did it mean to the Roman emperor? So <laughs> we can go way back. It depends on the history. Let's go way back. Bring All it on. the way back. We won't go through the whole history of Philippi, but oh, basically, do. well, it was a Greek town. It was by these gold mines and, you know. Gold mines? Yeah, it was by these gold mines. They were pretty. <laughs> I remember <laughs> we, them. <laughs> we didn't even look at them. <laughs> we're from a distance. They were We saw the mountains. Yeah. yeah. They were pretty mountains. So it was a town in the region of Macedonia. It was incorporated into the Roman Empire, I believe around like 168 BC. But then around 42 BC, there was a significant battle that was fought there. This was after the death of Julius Caesar. It was when Octavian, who became Caesar Augustus, and Mark Antony, they fought against Brutus and Cassius, the guys who, you know, stabbed Caesar in the back. And it was really all about control of the Roman Empire. And when it was all won, when Octavian and Mark Antony won that battle, basically some of the guys who fought in that battle settled there in Philippi. This was just right outside. It was on the fields. We shot some video there and the fields right outside Philippi, but they settled right there. And that's essentially when it became a Roman colony. Later on, when Octavian became the emperor officially in 31 BC, he also gave more rights to the people who live there, but became a Roman colony. And that meant everybody who lives there has Roman citizenship, at least those who are true citizens of Philippi. And this meant they didn't have to pay taxes. It meant that they had legal rights, like if they're going to be tried in court, all sorts of rights. And it was also just a point of pride. Like they were a mini Rome. It's how they were kind of considered. And that's why they have like their architecture, their inscriptions. I mean, they're in a Greek speaking world, mm-hmm. but all their inscriptions there, they're in Latin. It's, mm-hmm. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them are in Latin because again, they have a lot of pride in the fact that they're Roman. 
we have pictures in the book of this, like the big Roman forum that's mm-hmm. literally laid out exactly how the one in Rome is. You know, they've got all the essentials, basically. Yeah. It's a mini Rome right there. So it's a lot of veterans yep. set this place up. Yep. A lot of gold, yep. a lot of wealth, yeah. all that stuff, which means that they got a pretty sweet deal. That's not a bad gig. They don't mm-hmm. really need the whole Jesus thing. You'd like to think that you could do life without him. Mm-hmm. And yet, Paul is coming in saying that they should all live a life worthy of the gospel of Christ. Yeah. What does that mean? We talked about this in the commentary, this idea that the word translated as conduct yourselves, it's a phrase that literally just means live as a citizen. And actually later on, Paul plays off this again in Philippians 3.20, says y'all are citizens. There's, <laughs> There's the y'all. <laughs> uh, y'all are citizens of heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. And just a reminder that, hey, you know what? You guys live in Philippi, you live in this mini Rome, but you're in Christ first. In fact, I think that is fascinating. Philippians 1.1, he says, you're all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi. The words translated as in and at, they're the same preposition. And he's saying that before you're at Philippi, before you're in Philippi, you are in Christ Jesus. And he's, mm. he's just driving home this fact that you may have pride in the fact that you're a Roman citizen and all these things give you. And some of those things aren't bad, but when you allow those to trump your citizenship in Christ, then that can be really problematic. And so he's reminding them, hey, you got to put Jesus first. Right. I think that's easy for us to do today pretty well, too. I mean, most of us live in the United States. If you don't, sorry, Mm -hmm. I'm not including you in this. Glad you're listening. (laughs) I'm I'm amazed that you're still listening. Right. So awesome. But, you know, we are very privileged. And our country and our surrounding is what gives this to Mm -hmm. us is this amount of privilege and this ability to have more worldly wealth and possession. Mm-hmm. So how do and a we... lot of pride? I mean, we have a lot of pride in it too, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. God bless America, or God bless the USA. Yeah. There's all those both. Yeah. I think we. I think we've made up songs about both. Yes. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> there's some words in the song I was trying to remember. Amber. Uh, anyway, waves of grain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know all about that. Yeah. God bless the USA. Coming from Iowa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's God's country. <laughs> I mean, you you personally have a lot you of pride. You did say that. I mean, you did say that Iowa's God's country over there. So <laughs> I think true. we all kind of have pride in that, that thing. True. And we you do. said it in the commentary. It's yeah. like either sports teams or our family or, you know, mm-hmm. we all have pride in something. Right. Yeah. And yet we have to balance this. How practically do we mm-hmm. actually balance having these things and these things that we value in our life, these tangible things yeah. and living as a citizen of heaven first? I mean, I think the way that Brennan just talked about it, that even in Scripture, it shows that we are first, when we come to know Christ, that is our first citizenship, and then we should look at all the things and all the privileges that we have. So I think when anything becomes greater or bigger than what we are putting our focus on Christ, then that's when we need to take a step back and go, okay, wait, what are my priorities? Where is my citizenship? Maybe not in that terminology, but like, what am I putting my value in? What am I putting most of my time in? Because I think that's where we see how we prioritize things in our lives and what kind of comes to the forefront. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think what Paul's getting at specifically with these Philippians, he talks in this passage about suffering. In fact, he says in verse 29, for it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. And they're Mm -hmm. in this situation where just like Paul, they had to decide, are we going to live as Christians, as Mm -hmm. citizens of heaven, or are we going to adapt to what everybody around us is doing? Because that's what's going to give us a comfy life. That's what's going to give us a prosperous Mm -hmm. life, a life where we don't suffer, specifically with regards to 
to that to worship the Roman Emperor mm-hmm. in Philippi. Not just the Roman Emperor. There are all these different gods. We went and took pictures of them. So like if you're not participating in some of those things, well, you might suffer. People might look down on you because you're living a little bit differently. And Paul says, hey, you know what? Sometimes you just need to make a stand for something. And here it's a stand for Christ. I think this language around citizens of heaven, it's something that Paul does in other letters too. And it's one of the things that Paul was really about. It really reshapes how we view the world and people around us and like relationships. Because like you said, Melissa, if we're putting that first, mm-hmm. it's going to reshape everything. And mm-hmm. I joked about in the intro, he's going to tell you that everything is wrong, that your politics is wrong mm-hmm. and that your family is wrong. If you're placing value in that over being a citizen of heaven, then you're not going to look at the world in the way that Christ looks at the world, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think probably the easiest example right now is politics. Right. And everything is so divisive. I mean, I think one thing that's worth recognizing is that, like, you know, we all may belong to a political or we may vote certain ways, Mm -hmm. but like a platform. Mm. Right. It's not inspired. (laughs) You know, it's not. Probably not. But it's so easy for us to vote one way for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's something that's special to us, you know, that's really meaningful. But then all of a sudden we start buying into all these other ideas and Mm. think that, well, because this is what my people think, maybe this stuff is the way I should think too. Mm. And the truth is Paul's teaching us, hey, make sure we don't put those things above what we get in inspired word of God. Make sure we don't put those things above the teachings of Christ. We talked about this kind of in the last journey, the journey through John. If you take nothing else from that book, what is Jesus' commandment? Is to love God and love others. Mm -hmm. That's what it is to be a citizen of Christ and citizen of heaven. So that's the thing. If that's the context, let's just frame that. Any political issue, any family issue, any relational issue, Mm -hmm. the way that we view people should start with those things. That reshapes how we view these things. All these things that are divisive, these things that people get very heated about, I think social media, Facebook, it enables people to speak to people as though they aren't human. They're Mm -hmm. just like another name over on the other side of the internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes it much more impersonal. And what we've been called to do is realize that, hey, literally everything I say, everything that I believe should be set in the framework of love first Mm -hmm. for this person and love for humanity as a whole. Mm -hmm. Because that's how Christ views us. And that's why I love that Paul qualifies this. He says, you know, live as a citizen, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. When you think about what the gospel of Christ is fundamentally about, it's this idea that Jesus chose something less for himself because he wanted to offer something better to us. He left the glories of heaven, came down, became a man, died on a cross, the death of a slave. And like free people didn't even (laughs) die on crosses in Rome. It's it's slaves. Mm -hmm. And so he dies a servant's death, lived a servant's life, and he did it because he loved us and wanted the best for us. And that's what Christ is calling us to as well. That's what Paul is challenging us to do as well. If you want to live in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, you'll live that kind of a life. No pressure. (laughs) Yeah, not at all. That's easy. Well, just putting others first, which is easy. I mean, to say. Yeah, But I mean, to live as Jesus is like... Okay. (laughs) I just love the idea of being a citizen of heaven Mm -hmm. because the rules of heaven are different than the rules that we've created on earth. Mm -hmm. And I think when it comes to things that are really divisive in our world, whether that's on social media, whether that's politically, whether that's with families and how families are raised, and whether that's with any of the policies or confusing issues that we see in the news, Mm -hmm. or even just with how the news is shared, that's the thing we can keep in mind. Before we take sides... Before we start arguing about it, before we find ourselves on the other side of the table as another Christian or Mm -hmm. somebody who calls themselves a Christian and we start to heighten what we believe, let's just all agree to realize that we are citizens of heaven first. Mm -hmm. And being a citizen of heaven means to love God and to love others. I think that will go a long way in helping reshape how we interact with each other. 
Thanks for joining us for the Journey Through Philippians podcast. If this is your first time, we're so glad you checked us out. Keep listening. If today didn't seem like your cup of tea, check back tomorrow. Every single day is just a little bit different. To check out even more resources like videos from Philippi, children and family resources, and eBooks for all ages, visit our journey page at willowjourney.org and follow us on Instagram at willowcreeknS. Be sure to share your journey experience on social media with the hashtag willowjourney. If you have questions or would like to learn more about the ministries of Willow Creek Community Church, check out willowcreek.org. We'll see you tomorrow.